The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Welcome any new or previous listeners that are listening in on our radio broadcast. It's been a very exciting time here at Freedom Fellowship Church. The Holy Spirit has been really stirring up in us to really prepare for the move of God. And so we've been searching our hearts. We've been seeking after God to prepare ourselves to be a part of this great miraculous move, something that Pastor Chris shared with us last week, and I'm filling in for Pastor Chris this week, but she will be back shortly, and you guys can look forward to that. But something that Pastor Chris, that she taught last week during our Sunday service, is that we're going to experience, those of us that that have been seeking after God, that have been really pushing and really searching and really following the instructions that the Holy Spirit's been giving them, those who've been doing that are going to experience the supernatural move and the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit, which is very exciting. That's very exciting because when the Holy Spirit moves, that's when you see, you know, nations transform. That's when you see miracles, signs, wonders. And that's when when new things become illuminated to us. The disciples, you know, they were in the presence of Jesus for years, but they didn't understand. They didn't fully understand what Jesus did until they received the Holy Spirit. Well, now we have the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit in our daily life. So we can channel that and we can turn to the Holy Spirit as he gives us new revelation. So we need to continue to seek him out. And I'm going to show you too how the, how the disciples, they didn't understand the fullness of of what God had done through Jesus Christ until the Holy Spirit came. If you look at Acts chapter 1, now this is after Jesus had already you know, performed all those signs and wonders, after he had gone to the cross, after he had risen again from the grave, right? After he had done all of that and he had been with the disciples for days, still teaching them, still speaking about the kingdom of God, right? Jesus was telling them, right? What, what was one of the things that Jesus had been saying? Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So Jesus is about to return to heaven in Acts chapter 1, right? And so in Acts chapter 1, verse 6, it says, Then they all gathered around him, and the disciples, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? You see, despite everything that Jesus had done, despite all the miracle signs and wonders, despite the fact that Jesus had been preaching about the kingdom of God, right? The disciples still had it stuck in their mind. God's going to restore the kingdom of Israel. They were still limited to, um, you know, their political leanings, right? They, they saw Jesus as a political figure who was going to save Israel from the Roman Empire. But what Jesus was doing and what he did was so much greater because he didn't just free Israel and it wasn't from the Roman Empire, but he freed all of mankind from the bondage of sin and death. 
And the disciples, they didn't see this because they were still stuck in their own understanding. They were still stuck in their own worldly understanding, right? But when they received the Holy Spirit, suddenly they began to realize that the prophecies released that Jesus had fulfilled all of them. That's why they were able to begin to see these are the things that were prophesied before are manifesting now. Suddenly, all of the apostles and the disciples, they had a new, renewed understanding. And not only that, but they began to operate in miracles, signs, and wonders. Now, for us, it's exciting because we already have the Holy Spirit, right? We already have all the teachings of the Old Testament, of the prophets, of Jesus, of the apostles. We have all of that knowledge, all of those resources. So as so much is given, so much more is required for us. So we really ought to be doing even greater than the apostles and the prophets who came before us because we have so much more available to us. We have so much more revelation in this day and age. And I don't think we've quite seen it it's not common in the body of Christ today, right, to see miracle signs and wonders at that level. But it should be. That's the thing. It should be. And you know what? It will in Jesus' name because that's the time and that's the era that we're moving into. So we're talking about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, the supernatural move of the Holy Spirit, right? Because where, where God is bringing us, he's bringing us to a place we've never been to before. We've been talking about this for weeks and weeks and, and years, really. We've been talking about this for years and years, that God is setting the body of Christ up for the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence. That the body of Christ would be the influencers of culture, the influencers of technology, the influencers of nations. Um, that's our call. We're the salt of the earth. We're the light of the world. So we should be setting the standard. We shouldn't be copying other people. We shouldn't be playing catch-up, right? You know, so often we're playing catch-up with, you know, maybe a trend that's set in Hollywood or maybe a trend that's set in the radio, right? We're playing catch-up. We're, we're letting the world set the standard, and we are trying to compensate for that. We're trying to counteract it. That's not the purpose, and that's not the vision that God has for the body of Christ. And that's what the purpose of the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence is about, that we would be the influencers. So we're going to talk a little bit about Joshua, and I know you guys have probably heard plenty about Joshua, but we know, right, that God called Moses to bring the Israelites out of bondage, right, from the Egyptians and into the promised land. Right, a land that was promised to them and their forefathers. And you know, the promised land, that's like the destiny that God has called for you. That's your area of domain that God has called you. And I know that there are people listening even now that are called to various industries in society, whether it be the media, whether it be politics, whether it be business or technology. If God has called you there, Right. He's not just calling you there to be another cog in the machine. He's calling you there to be an influential influencer in that industry because God has made us to be the head. He's made us to be overcomers. So if he sends you to an industry, you're there to enact righteous change in that industry. And really, that's your promised land. Our promised land 
is is the area of manifestation and perfection that God has led us to, right? You know, when we struggle and we toil on our own, it's like we're wandering in the wilderness. And we're going to talk about that a little bit because, so the Israelites, they came out of bondage, they came out of captivity to the Egyptians. God did so many signs and wonders. He had all the plagues. He parted the Red Sea for them and they walked across on dry land to bring them to the promised land. And then they get there, right? And Moses sends out spies to inspect the land of Canaan, okay? He sends out the spies, and they're supposed to come back, and they're supposed to report on what they see. Well, what happened? Well, in the story, the spies who came back, they they were fearful. They were afraid. Why? Because there were giants in the land, they were giants, and they were thinking to themselves, how could we ever take this land? How could we ever defeat all these giants, you know, all these strongholds, all these giants? We are too small a people. We have too small an army. They're, they're breaking down the numbers. They're thinking of logistics, right? How could this happen, God? It's impossible. So they were afraid. They were overcome with fear, except for two of the spies, and that was Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb, this is what they realized. They realized that God had said that land was being given to them, okay? So when they saw the giants, they didn't think that that was some impossible obstacle because they knew in their heart, we have God on our side, so no giant matters, right? No giant matters. So what did they report back? Well, they said, well, the fruit is so luscious and rich and large. It's a land flowing with milk and honey, right? That's what they reported back because they had faith in God. They knew that if God said that he was giving them the land then that's what it would be, that the land would be theirs. That's the attitude that we need to have when God speaks a word over us. No matter how impossible it seems at the time, when God speaks a word over us, we have to realize that it doesn't matter what giants, what mountains we face, we have God on our side. But the other spies, they were overcome with fear. So what happened? Because the people of Israel began to doubt God and because they did not have faith in him, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. For 40 years, they wandered in the wilderness, in the desert, going to and fro aimlessly because they didn't take the destiny that God had ordained for them, that God had chosen for them because they were afraid. They were afraid to take it. So God had to wait for a whole other generation that would have faith in him. And that was the generation led by Joshua. And this is something that's very important because when God gives us a calling, when God gives us an opportunity, it's always a choice, right? He's not going to force us. We have to choose, God, I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to go after this and I'm going to do it regardless of how impossible it seems, right? We have that choice though. And if we don't choose that choice, God will have to wait and we'll have to choose somebody else to take your place. And God is never pleased when that happens. He's not happy when that happens. But those who aren't willing to step out in faith, how can God use them if they're unwilling to trust in him, right? As we know, it says in James, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And we have to think, okay, we have to think these industries that God's sending us to and technology and entertainment, right? They have giants there, right? God is sending the body of Christ to the entertainment industry, to technology, to business, to finance, to politics, 
But there's giants there, right? You look at technology, you've got Google, right? You've got Microsoft. Those are big towering giants, right? How How is somebody from the outside supposed to come in to overthrow their influence and become the influencer of that sector? How is that supposed to happen? You look at entertainment, right? How is somebody supposed to compete with a giant like Hollywood, right? And so somebody maybe sent there might easily be overcome with doubt when God says, I have given you the entertainment industry. I have given you the technology industry. That's your promised land. So the question is, are you going to doubt God or are you going to have faith in him and know that the God in heaven is so much greater than any giant, than any stronghold than may be here on earth? So that's the attitude that we have to have. And so we, as the body of Christ, are entering our promised land. Amen? We're entering the promised land. Wherever God has sent you, you need to step out in faith. Because in doing that, you will be stepping towards the promised land that God has for you. Your destiny, your calling here on this earth. Okay, so back to Joshua after that uh, segue. So this is after Moses has finally passed away. So Joshua 1, the Lord appeared to Joshua after the death of Moses. And he says to Joshua, he says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them to the Israelites. So what is he telling Joshua? All right, the time has come. A new generation is here. You will enter now the promised land. Okay. And he's going to tell them basically how he's going to act as they enter the promised land, how God is going to act and how he's going to be with them as they enter the promised land. And right now in this season, God is telling us, you, this generation right now, I'm giving you an opportunity to enter the promised land. So we need to take this word that was spoken to Joshua, Joshua 1, and he's giving them an opportunity to enter the promised land again. So here at verse 3, this is what God is saying to Joshua will happen as they follow him into the promised land, as they follow God into the promised land. So verse 3, and we need to take this as if God is speaking to ourselves, okay, in this season, okay? So verse 3, I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, and all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. Now listen to this. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Wow. Listen to that. So every single place we set our foot, that territory is predestined for you, that God is giving it to you. Also, no one will be able to stand against us all the days of our life because God is with us, right? If God is with us, then who can be against us? So we need to receive that, but there's an instruction if we go into the next verse. Verse 7, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. 
that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Wow. So we need to keep the word of the Lord in our hearts. And we can't turn from the vision that God has set from us, or else the blessing is no longer with us. So he says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So we need to receive that as we are entering our promised land. So Joshua, he, he speaks to the Israelites, he shares this with them, and he, he tells them that they have to make a commitment to God, that they will follow the instructions, the word that God has given them. And they agree. So here comes the first uh, test, right? Because now Joshua, he sends a group of spies into Canaan, just like Moses before him had sent spies. But this time it was a little bit different. So they sent spies out to out to scout out the area, right? But this time the spies come back and they give a good report, which is a very big contrast to how the spies that Moses sent out responded, right? So that's very good. So they didn't fail where their predecessors had failed. And that's something that we need to do. They had faith in God. The spies that Joshua had sent out, they had faith in God, knowing that God was moving. So we need to have faith. When we look at those giants, when we look at the walls, right, the fortified fortresses before us, we need to have faith in God. And after this, they crossed the Jordan on dry land. And the Bible is very explicit in saying that the banks, the water banks of the river had been overflowing because it was a gushing water. The water, the water was very high. It flowed very fast that it would sweep you away. But as soon as the priests touched their feet to the water, the water stopped. And, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of river, it doesn't matter what kind of obstacle comes before us. We have faith in God. All of that amounts to nothing, right? The mountains move out of our way. The rivers split before us, right? The Red Sea splits before us because it has to adhere to the perfect will of God. And the city that they walked upon after going to Jordan was Jericho. And I'm sure you've heard the story of Jericho a million times, but Jericho was a heavily fortified city. And they locked the gates. They had fortified the wall, had a large wall encircling the entire city. Nobody was going in and nobody was going out. So as they approached the city, the Lord appeared to Joshua. And he gave Joshua very specific instructions. And I'm just going to, I'm going to quickly summarize this. But basically he told Joshua, march around the city for six days. Just take your army, march around the city six days. And then on the seventh day, march around it seven times, blow some trumpets, yell very loud, and the city will be delivered into your hands. Now, those instructions don't really make sense. You'd think that God would give them some kind of um, new strategy for how to siege the city. It's like, here's how you can siege the city. Here's the weak point of the wall, right? <laughs> you know, here's a, here's a, um, siege weapon that you can make. Here's how to build a catapult or a trebuchet so you can siege the wall from a distance and hit the weakest point right here. God didn't do any of that. He gave them instructions that seemed so nonsensical, you know, for what they were trying to accomplish. But if we look at the story, 
Joshua and the Israelites, they follow the instructions to a T. And what happens? They circle around the city six days, right? And you, you can just imagine the citizens of Jericho. Here they are. They were afraid of these Israelites. And then the soldiers on the wall, they start looking around. They're thinking like, what are these guys doing? Right. <laughs> you know, they're, pre- they're preparing for battle, right? They're preparing to have their city sieged. And then suddenly it's like, well, they're just going for a stroll. It's, it's like, Hey, what are those Israelites doing? Um, they're walking in a circle around the wall. Right. <laughs> it's like, these are the guys that we were afraid of, but the Israelites, they listened. Right. And so on the seventh day, they walked around it seven times. They blew the trumpet. And what happened? The fortified walls of the city fell flat in that instant. And they sieged the city. That's what it's going to be like for us in the body of Christ if we follow and obey the instructions that God has for us. So I'm about out of time for today. I hope you all take this to heart, but there's something that I want to share with you concerning this transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence. Because many of you, you're being sent to the business sector. You're being sent to the entertainment sector. You're being sent to technology and politics. Each person is sent by God to a specific area that's for them to influence But it's so important that we receive instructions from the Holy Spirit. And during this sermon from the last Sunday, Pastor Chris, she gave us a prophetic word concerning this season, concerning the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence. And I'm going to read it off to you here. And it's very important that you take these words, you take them to heart, you write them down, remind yourself of them, because if you follow them, you're going to see the walls of Jericho fall. You're going to see the Jordan River stop for you to walk on dry land, right? Okay. You're going to see any obstacle in your way move so long as you follow the instructions. It may not make sense either. The instructions may not make sense in your natural mind, just like it didn't make sense to walk around the walls of Jericho. But our faith and obedience will be the deciding factor of whether we can we can inherit the promised land that God has for us. Amen? So these are the instructions for the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence. When you receive a word, for example, this word today, or a personal prophecy from the Lord, the first thing you need to do is spend time listening to the Holy Spirit for instructions and clarification. They need to come straight from Him, Not from somebody else, not from a preacher you admire, not from a book that you've been reading, from the Holy Spirit, not from some recycled teaching, maybe some podcast series you were listening to. Come before the Holy Spirit and allow him to give you instructions and clarification. If you do not hear it for the first time, second time, or even the tenth time, you need to keep it up until you hear those instructions. God wants to give you personal instructions that are specific to you, specific to your situation. And once you hear from the Holy Spirit, what's going to happen is you're going to hear the same thing from other people because God's going to confirm his word. So if he gives you an instruction, if he gives you, even if it's something simple, even if it's something simple, if you receive a instruction or you receive a word from the Holy Spirit, he's going to begin to confirm it from other people, from other ministers, from 
It doesn't matter, but he's going to confirm the word after he's given it to you. But until you hear a definite instruction from the Holy Spirit, you have to keep praying in the Spirit. You have to keep on spending time with him, and you will. You will hear from him. And as that happens, then act. As soon as you hear the instruction and you get confirmation, act according to those instructions. And what's going to happen is the Holy Spirit will demonstrate his power over you, in you, and through you. And you're going to see miracles, signs, and wonders take place. So that's, that's about all the time that I have for today. I encourage you all, let's really take a hold of this, right? Let's really take a hold of this and watch the supernatural happen in our lives. Amen? So before I go, I just want to remind you to visit our website, SOGMI.org, where you can listen to this message starting Monday, previous podcasts. We even are posting now weekly videos there and articles. There's a lot of fun stuff. Also, if you want to support us, this ministry or what we're doing, you can do so by going to www.SOGMI.org slash donate. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.